welcome to another episode of A Novel Evening. I'm Danny, and as ever, this is the podcast where I chat with fellow book lovers all about their fictional night of fun. And for this episode, I'm joined by the absolutely delightful Emily Horton, uh, author of Before I Saw You, which, of course, we saw all over the gram. Uh, lovers of the romance genre were raving about this book, and her newest book last time we met, I'm sure is going to do just as well. It's an incredibly fun look at the what if situation. What if old love comes back into your life? What if promises you made when you were younger reappear in some way? I'm incredibly excited to be joined by her to chat all about her newest book and all about her novel evening. So huge hello to Emily. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You're looking really summery. In your, you, you look mm. beachy with your hair all waved down and Thank I just sweaty. <laughs> no, I mean, mine is because I, every time I do this, my agents was like, your hair looks great. It's like, because I wash it only for these occasions. Other times it's just never, never great. That's basically like yeah. a writer's look though, isn't it? You just throw your hair yeah. on top, stick a pencil in it. And that's how we do it. That's it. There you yeah. go. That's what you do. <laughs> that's my also, uniform. This is, like, this is the perfect writing weather, isn't it? Can you sit outside and get creative? Um, that is an excuse I use to sit outside. Um, but no, I kind of have to be holed up. It, I'm so easily distracted that like I just need to be in like a room with nothing. No so distance. yeah, no, just otherwise I'll just clean the whole house four times over and be like, well, there we go. That was my day. And I wrote nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, minus words. Yeah, I am very much a procrastinator as well. If I'm meant to set my mind to something, I'll be like, mm. oh, there's like a new episode of the Kardashians. Maybe I'll just watch that instead. I'm like, I'm going to begin a brand new series today. That makes yes. sense. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, that's a lot more fun than having to actually do work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're here to obviously talk about your newest book. Yeah. Last yeah. time we met. So yes. I'm self-proclaimed not the biggest reader of romance. Um, uh, yeah. The books I read tend to have a bit of steam in them, but mm. I have some friends who are absolutely like dedicated romance readers. And so I was very intrigued. I, I think I just don't pick them up, not even for a reason I can't think of. I just don't think about reading it. But this really called to me because it's going back to like teenage love. Yeah. And your first loves and the promises that you make to, to those mm-hmm. first loves in the naive youth and the things you say, you know, when we're 40, if we're not married to someone, we will get back together. Um, and it was really fun to read a story in which you are confronted with that promise. Yep. That you yes. Um, what was your inspiration? Where did this idea come from? Um, I guess really from, I was just trying to think about what are those things that most people or nearly all of us go through in our lives? And I think for me, one of the things that kept coming back was this fear of, you know, that whole conversation around, oh my God, but what if I get to a certain age and I'm single? And then I was like, oh my God. Then just thinking about all the things we do to kind of like avoid that. And then just that really innocent thing that so many of us do where we have those friends that were like okay yeah well I'll marry you if that ever happens and then I was just like wow what originally the idea was kind of like what would happen 
if you went through with it from the beginning, you know, you actually signed up to it. I mean, the book itself is slightly different. It's less, because also now I'm like being single isn't at whatever age, isn't something to be terrified about or ashamed of. But then it just got me thinking about those people in your life you've never really let go of and or had resolution with. And so that's where a lot of the going back to the past and having these two friends that left so many things unsaid. And it's one of those things where it's like, God, just have the conversation, you know, but we don't, we just don't want to say something. We're too afraid or time gets away with us. And then we end up maybe in places we never thought we would be. So that's kind of where it began and then how it changed over kind of the course of time. <laughs> I, d- I think there's something about, you know, those those friends that you had that you had maybe feelings for or mm. boyfriends that you dated that you were always like, what if we weren't children? What if we weren't teenagers? What if we'd met as adults? That's so appealing. What do you think it is that draws people into those stories? I think because it is so relatable and I think as human beings we love to get caught up I think in creating our own almost our own love stories for ourselves right or or having those things where it's like yeah but what if and I think that's such a big question because we never know it's like the biggest unknown um and I think it's a bit of hope you know I think for me personally I've had so many relationships so many relationships no (laughs) For me, I've had so many relationships. That's the tagline. God, I just can't stop having them. No, I had a number of relationships where the timing just didn't work. Yeah. And it's some of the hardest because it's like, it's not about our feelings. It's not that we don't love each other, but it's just not the right time. And I think sometimes that feels the most unfair. So it's almost that thing of like, I just want to know what would have happened like could it have ever worked and we'll never have that answer so seeing it in a book and getting to explore that through someone else I think is always quite an interesting kind of place to be oh and you know what I I read this and as I say I don't very often pick up romances and I was like hooked like I was invested in these two people and I was like for god's sake just tell each other how you feel that's how you feel by the end of it. I can see why people escape into romances. You know, I can see why it's the perfect summer read as well. You can yeah. see why people want to get lost in this, in these people, in this world. And I, I really enjoyed it. And I think there's Thank something you. about harking back to those days. And you make these promises, don't you? You say to people, you know, if, you know, if, if we nothing works out, then we'll get back together and we'll you know we'll get married or we'll you know if we meet in 20 years time and both of us are still single Mm. then we'll see what happens and it is fascinating how does it feel when you write these do you know what's going to happen with these characters throughout this book do you kind of know the end game or do you kind of feel out as you go I always have an idea of where they're going to end up so I'll always it'll the idea or something will come or the characters will come then I always kind of write even if that changes the middle bit in between, mm-hmm. kind of the end to end. So where they're going to go, some key things and then the ending. Because for me, it's important to know how this, where they're getting to. So when I'm writing it, I always have that in my mind. Um, but so much does change. And also how they get there, which sometimes I think is the most interesting part. It's quite, it's quite a tangled web that they go through. It's a lot of, a lot of emotions that they have to navigate throughout yeah. the book. and I'm curious yeah. yeah whether or not that kind of changes as you're writing them and you realize things about them yeah and also for me 
even in so this is my second book in in my first book and also the book I'm writing now is it's very important for me that the love story isn't the only thing that changes the characters so like yes obviously bringing these two people together has an impact on their life but it's important for me for the characters to have their own journeys to then go through things so it's those bits that are often the hardest because you're writing their individual kind of journeys and then how they're interacting with each other so that's the bit that often changes as you get into it or as I get into it and kind of get to know them a bit more I love that you said that you know they're not beholden to their relationships yeah. you know and I, some romances that I have read it's the be all and end all and you know if they don't end up together it's you know that's the end of the world as they know it and she's like being single isn't something to be ashamed of a lot of people I know are very very happy being single I'm jealous of some people I know who, who are single um I'm lucky my husband works away quite a lot so I get a nice mix of like both yeah. worlds but I do like the fact that you say they're not completely beholden to this relationship it's only yeah you know, if it benefits both of them to be in it which I think is reflective really of now and how we feel about it yeah and also especially in this story when it's so much has changed and I think that's the other thing especially in these dynamics when you think about someone from the past you think of them in that moment whereas yeah. actually if you met them now you don't know what they've been through or how they like if I think back to when I was 18 like oh my god thank god I'm not that person <laughs> you know it's like yeah you you do change so much so what are the chances that you're going to be in the same space where you both have that attraction or you're both on the same path and that for me was another interesting one how to keep that spark but also show they've been on their own yeah they're not the same people yeah, yeah that's the thing I mean I got married very young I got married when I was 19 um, wow. so I've married and I met my husband when I was 17 but even still we're not the same people we were yeah when we met and you know we've we've grown together and we've known each other inside out but then to think back to meeting someone who I dated when I was 16 who I haven't spent all those years with, you're completely different people. It's, yeah. it's fascinating, really, because you, like you say, you hold an idea of someone in your head, I think. Yeah. I mean, how many of us are like we were when we were, you know, like you say, 18? No, thank, thank you <laughs> that I'm not. <laughs> We've all grown. I think it's a glow up for many, many people. Oh. And you gave a little yeah. hint that you are working on something else. So can you yeah. tell us anything about it? I mean, it's <laughs> my favourite one. I mean, I say this probably every time I write the next book, but this is, yeah, I, what can I say about it? It is, again, a love story, a rom-com. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it has a, has a deeper emotional yeah. depth to it. And it's, well, it's about a girl, well, I'll say it's about a girl that, that goes travelling to India and there are things that happen on her way. And actually it was really nice to write or to be writing this because how I wrote my first book when was when I was traveling in India. Wow. So I'm kind of bringing, yeah, bringing back all these kind of memories and experiences. So it, it's kind of cathartic and it's kind of so interesting to revisit all those places again in my mind and on the page. Um, but yeah, it's a good one. I'm excited. That's all I'll say about it. Do you think each time you write, do you feel as though your kind of your skills are growing and that's why you feel like it's you know your favorite do you feel kind of each time you're a bit more confident in in what you're writing yeah maybe I think the first one was so unexpected how it happened really? I mean the I yeah the idea was something the idea was so pure and I and I loved it and it kind of came so organically 
but the whole process like I had no clue really what to do you know I was like all right we're doing this you know it was a very um, I've had this idea and I want to get it out and how do I yeah. do that yeah <laughs> yeah and with book two it definitely feel like I understood more and the writing was definitely you know you learn and you understand and then I think by book three it's kind of like now I can combine the two so it's like the inspiration, the idea came to me at like 3am and I was like, yes. And that's how I know it's good. Like when something just doesn't yeah. leave you and I'm writing a very different structure kind of, or different type of like, you know, it's traveling around, it's yeah. covering loads of different times, different places. And so it's kind of like increasing the complexity and then kind of trying to combine everything I've learned so far. So it's hard. It's really hard. But I, I feel like it's going to be, yeah, you when we get there. You challenged yourself, but it sounds like it's going to be so worth it. Yeah. Yes. Touch wood. Fingers crossed <laughs> we'll get there. Oh, fantastic. And you're working on it at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's exciting. What is it that draws you to writing love stories, do you think? Um... Well, it's interesting. I actually made a speech at my best friend's wedding at the weekend and I said in it, you know, I, the irony is I, I write love stories, but my own stories of love are often extremely <laughs> unsuccessful. <laughs> I mean, it's the truth, this one, but my friend was like, oh, that was quite honest. Um, I think because it's something that is universal and for everyone, you know, either we've all wanted that big, great love or we've been lucky enough to experience it. And also I want to bring an element like we talked about before of like the reality of it. Yeah. Because it's not all, you know, I definitely grew up thinking like, well, when I meet this one person, my life's going to change and then I'm going to have everything I've ever wanted. And actually I've discovered for me personally, it's, it's not been that way. And I don't think it is for anyone really. Um, and it's just that emotion. It's like the highs and the lows and like the mm -hmm. desires. And for me, I just love love that whole part of it um yeah and I don't feel like I'm I could plan enough to write like a murder mystery like it's too complicated <laughs> like me, yeah, I, I, when I read thrillers I'm like how do you get all these bits I'd be that writer who would get to the end and be like oh no I forgot someone that I killed or oh yes be already dead when they were meant to have done this murder or I'm like oh I never actually told anyone who did it um okay we need, do you know what I mean yes. I'd like never yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and no one knew. Finish. Yeah. Um, I think, and also love is is messy. I think that's the bit I like reading about in any kind of romance within any any kind of genre is that love is is really messy and complicated. And that's the the you know the realism of of love in all its forms is it's never, you know, in quotations perfect. And I speak for my own marriage. I love my husband, <laughs> but you know, we've gone from teenagers to adults to parents to yeah you know navigating all of that and it's a lot of ups and downs and it's really nice to read that reflected on a page sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and, and I feel like as well there's an element of escapism in a way that's very uplifting you know and I think for people especially more recently where it's been so hard mm. I think having something that's not necessarily all just really light and love and excite you know everything's great but it does, it allows you to be in someone else's head and deal with someone else's problems and deal with their kind of life for a while, yeah. which I think a love story is kind of a really nice balance of, of that as well. Just from Bookstagram, I think especially during the pandemic and kind of in recent times, 
as you say, with, with life becoming quite difficult, romance seems to be like having an absolute boom. Because as you say, I think people just want to read about the lighter side of life sometimes. Mm. Yeah, and also there's that element of hope, I think, that it comes through with a, with a love story a lot, which is, even if, you know, usually there's a happy ending. Usually. <laughs> you would come to it for everyone, yeah. Um, my agent's always like, you, you need to make it happier. I'm like, but life is not happy. Um, but there is, there is an element of hope and joy and kind of a completion, I think, with a, with a yes. love story. Um, and I think it's quite satisfying. You kind of can put it away and be like, okay, that's done. Whereas in other genres, sometimes you're left questioning or it kind of hangs over you, which I love, but maybe for specific times in life, it's not what you need, you know? I think that's why people love them on holidays as well, because then you can take it away with you. Yeah. And by the end of that holiday, you've got to read like the beautiful love story. You know, you get to get to the end and you finished your holiday with like a glow and you're on a high. And I love that. And I'm now thinking that maybe there'll be some romantic characters in your evening? Um, it's, it, I feel like I, um, it's going to be a mix. There's Ooh. some interesting ones. I don't know. Yes, maybe not characters, but people that I, who are in the love story space. Ooh, okay, okay. So to start with, where are you going to mm -hmm. take us for your evening? Okay, so I'm going to take you. <laughs> I'm going to take us to the Room of Requirement in Hogwarts. I mean, that's clever. Thank, thank you. I thought that too. Yeah, because it can be whatever you need it to be. We need a change of scenery halfway through. Bang. Yeah. We need What's it going to be when we start? What can you imagine when we first go in? Yeah, when we first go in, I feel like a really lovely, almost like quite intimate, but not like just like in someone's house. Yeah. kind of low light mood lighting restaurant type vibe super yeah. chill nice fragrance something where you feel like you can get you can talk you know it's not too crowded it's not too loud but it's very comfortable for everyone yes. that's how yeah we walk in and there's like every selection of tea available on the side because that's my oh see um, I'm a really bad English person I don't drink tea or coffee um if there's a fruit tea I'll do a fruit tea Oh, there'll be oh, there'll be anything, everything you there'll imagine. All of the teas, all of I'm the teas. I apologise because I think my daughter has just snuck upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that Zoom call situation again. I could like hear something, and as I was trying to like, look around, I could just see her like crawling up the stairs on her belly. So we're going to head to the room of requirement, and we've got our low yeah. lighting. It's going to be, you know, you've got teas. We're feeling cosy. I feel like. It's a cozy so, feel, yeah. Yeah. Who's going to turn up first? On the theme of where we are, it had to be the one, the only, Albus Dumbledore. I just had to get, I had to get him there. I couldn't be there without him, if I'm honest. Stories alone are worth it. Oh, I just want to, I feel like he would have such a presence, you know? Like, you'd be like, wow, you've done a lot in your life long fictional long, life long life and I think long he's, life he's just such a lovable character whatever you think about Harry Potter about all of that you know J.K. Rowling yes there's something about Dumbledore as a character that is so warm yes um and I feel like he would never run out of things to say he knows so much that a I would be educated enormously by the end of the night and I just feel like he he kind of has like a 
David Attenborough, Stephen Fry energy for me of like, I feel like you could put them in any room and they would just yes. really bring people together, you know, like quite a great, not I see host. that. I see yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. He, draw, he draws people. I see that comparison yeah. completely. And he could do some magic for us. Oh, and if, if the conversation runs dry, up you get, show us a few tricks. Perfect. We're done. Yeah. yeah. Oh, perfect. Okay, so in comes Dumbledore. I'm sure he's going to have a, a tea. He'll probably have something quite fruity, I reckon. Oh, yeah. He's a fruity kind of guy, I think. Yeah, I reckon he's going to go for yeah. a fruity number. Okay. Who's going to arrive next? So coming in next on the old person theme, I have a, re- a weird thing. I just love old people. <laughs> the, look, old people are so interesting. Yeah. You know, yep. they've lived a whole life. I, there was an advert recently, and I think it might have been for Age UK, and it's it's pictures of elderly people in front of mirrors and reflected back as their, like, younger selves. Oh. And they've got, like, a ballerina, and they've got some in the army, and they've got someone who... Stories, that would get me. Man, you need stories. Yep. And I also just feel like they're very... Not all, obviously, you know, but they're very nurturing. And I just feel very... You know, along with the comfortable theme... That I just want to be basically I want to be looked after at this dinner party. <laughs> I want it to be like my grandparents. Um, so in comes Joyce from the Thursday Murder Club, Richard Osman series. You are not the first person to choose characters from this. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if I could have had them all, I would, but that would be a bit much, I think. Yeah, so Joyce, I've not read this book, which is a travesty from the sounds of it. So why Joyce? So she is kind of a she's a really sweet old woman which is just I love I just love um but she's also very quirky and she's I feel like she'd bring cake which is always welcomed you know she'd have Tupperware to bring all the food home as well I love a slice of cake I feel like they would get on as well really well you know maybe even I don't know could it be a date I don't know um and also she's just she I feel like again she's one of those that on the surface a lot of people underestimate but when you get to know her she's full of so many stories and she's quite dry humored and I feel like she'd be hilarious and I think she would just be a real source of fun and that's what we need I think people really do underestimate older people the older generation I think people make the mistake of kind of treating them like their children again and I think that mm. quite often they're shrewd and like you say there's some dry humor in there oh yeah and I just I just find them so endearing and so interesting to listen to and I feel like she would be again someone that made people feel very comfortable and brought people to together which for me is very important at a social event yeah like you never want someone to feel left out you always want someone to be like the mediator. And I feel like she would make sure everyone feels really like, you come away feeling really loved, yeah. you know? And I feel like you could just listen to those two talk. You could just sit and listen to them converse yes. and it would be fascinating. Yeah. So it's actually just me, Dumbledore and Joy. No, it's not. <laughs> it's just a, <laughs> the three a trio. The three of us. I can see them like in big, you know, wingback chairs. Having yeah. a chat over a steaming tea. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm here for it so far. Who's going to be next? So now we're going to go more into the romance section. Well, okay. so Nicholas Sparks, the author. Yes. Very fa- I mean, very who famous. Who hasn't yeah. A, heard of a Nicholas Sparks book, B, watched an adaptation? It, exactly. And I feel like 
not only did I kind of not grow up, but like his books and his what were later the adaptations was so big in kind of the love, big romance, love story space that A, it would just be interesting to pick his brains. Yeah. And also I think as a man writing, like as a woman, I find it interesting writing from a man's perspective. Like mm. I, because my books are often dual narrative, you know, and I'm very cautious. And I, I'd be so interested to understand, you know, from his perspective, writing for mainly women and that kind of experience of being in the reverse kind of situation in, in their yeah. kind of minds. Um, and also very interested to discuss book to film. So yeah. I think it's such a dangerous, it's a very difficult line to tread. Mm-hmm. And I think he's obviously experienced huge success and it would just be kind of very inspiring to hear his journey. He's had so many adaptations, hasn't he? So, so many. many. Um, like, and like big Hollywood, you know, obviously The Notebook, which is yeah. so But The Last Song with Miley Cyrus. I mean, yeah, obviously. Yeah, Dear John was fan. one of his, isn't it? Yeah. Dear John. It's, it's really interesting that he, and he's a very prolific writer as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think he is someone who'd be very interesting to just, yeah, like you say, pick the brains of. I'd like to know as well, because his his books are very cinematic. Does he mm. write them with the film in mind? Playing in his mind? Does he, you know, I, I can't remember which the first book of his was to be, you know, made into a film or, or TV series. But it's whether it was The Notebook, but it, I'm curious whether that's now influenced his work because it's kind of yes. beginning to be turned into a film. <laughs> Well, yeah, like, do you then just write almost assuming or knowing that it's going to be in that way? I mean, yeah, and I also think someone that's been able to write, because they're all quite different. I mean, obviously, they're love stories, but they're they're all such big themes and they're so, yeah, it's cinematic. To to produce that over and over again, I mean, I feel like is, well, that's why he's so successful, but it's huge. And so it'd be very interesting to know where that comes from for him. Definitely, you know? definitely. Yeah. Be really, really interesting. Really interesting. Okay, okay. We've got an yeah. interesting mix that you're bringing here. I this don't know how the tea. Be... People spill secrets over tea. Right, and you've got Joyce in there getting information out. So I feel like, yeah, it's a weird bit mix, especially when I bring... Uh, no, it's not that weird, but um, I'm going to bring Anya Yanagihara in. So she... I know, I know. Because that book changed my whole, just my whole life. Would I say life? It was huge. It ruined my soul, I think, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, it killed me, then brought me back to life. There's only two books I've ever actually sobbed at, and it was A Little Life and Betty by Tiffany McDaniel. That's the mm. only other book I've ever actually shed a tear. I'm I'm very cold fish. Um, (laughs) It takes a lot to make me actually cry. I cry more at films. But A Little Life was just... I want to ask like where where did this come from and the depth like to because it's not like I cried once I mean I am a crier so it's not hugely surprising but I don't really cry at books like you it's like films adverts with you know that that age UK (laughs) video would have had me on the floor probably if I'm honest I'm probably gonna YouTube it now after this just to literally have to find it yeah (laughs) yeah um but that book like I remember just being heartbroken like on numerous occasions and to have someone makes be able to make you feel that into it is just like 
I mean, that's what what timeline she covered because it was their whole lives from all these different perspectives. And I want to know how do you how do you follow that? How do you keep track of all these different characters that interweave Mm -hmm. and then are different perspectives? And I might as well just give up writing because I'm never going to write like that. No, (laughs) I mean every time I'm like this is going to be it. Then you're like. No, it's not this. It's not, no one's like bearing that, you know, the whole insides feel like they've come out from reading a book. I also think it'd be interesting to speak to her about, you know, because there was an obvious choice or there was, you know, was it always going to end the way it ended? Yes. So I feel like, was she ever tempted to make it a happier ending? Or was she ever forced or discussed, as anyone ever said to her when she was trying to publish it? Like, no, it needs to be. Because it's quite a bold book. Oh, it is. And, and yeah. is, it's not, it is not a happy book for anyone looking to no. pick up a little life. It's beautiful and it's stunning, but it will destroy you slowly. And yeah. I, yeah, I wonder if she ever had, you know, someone that she pitched to you say, you know, your writing's great, but you need to make it happier. Yeah. Because I, I think it is very similar to kind of Sally Rooney's books. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's brave to not play the, that okay happy ending everything is resolved like I hate uh, you know it like we say it destroyed my entire being reading it but it's like well that's how it ended that was the truth yeah. of the story so I felt like if it had ended differently actually I might have been a little disappointed I think yeah. it, I think it's braver to take a risk especially in that kind of story and I just I need to ask her about Jude I need to ask her where that oh. from I just I was gonna have Jude, but I just knew I would not leave him alone all night. And I think he'd find it very stressful because I'd want to like make sure he's okay, ask him as you know, it would be too much for Jude. So my first episode actually, Jude was a guest um at a Bali retreat. And I think Aragorn from Lord of the Rings was there, which was a a strange (laughs) mix. Um I'm into it actually. I'm really yeah. feeling that. Yeah. yeah. It was it was different. It was bold. I'll give them that. But yeah, I think it's I mean, she's just masterful. Yeah. She yeah. And so also it's a big book. It's Huge. not like you know, it kind of again how you even edit that, like how you even think about so all of those things, I would just want to be like, can you pass on some of your magic to me? Because that was like you said, masterful. It was amazing. Oh, just incredible. Just incredible. So have you got anybody else coming in? Yeah, so I've just got two more people. Oh, that's a nice number. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, even some. Um, The rest of the... It's a very female-dominated crew here. Poor Dumbledore and Nick. I'll call him Nick because he's obviously my friend now. We're at a dinner party. (laughs) We're pals now. Yeah. They'll be fine. (laughs) And Nick having a lovely time. So I've got Joe March from uh, Little Women. Oh my god, Little Women! What? <laughs> my brain. I was like, from <laughs> uh, from that really famous book, <laughs> Small Girls. <laughs> I'm still t- from Tiny Tiny Humans. That book <laughs> from Little Women. Yes. Um, yes. So I confession, I had never read Little Women, but I watched the recent adaptation and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I really want to go back and read it now. Joe is a really cool character. She's so cool. And I feel like very drawn to her in a way of a she's obviously a writer. Yeah. But she's got this fierceness about her, and she's not the feminine kind of character that we all 
or have so traditionally looked to and again for me that's very important in my stories is to just not write a predictable female lead Mm -hmm. um and her independence and her kind of refusal to be drawn into kind of the marriage you know all of those things which are so strong in her personality that I would love to bring to some of my stories and my characters so it's just like meeting her and understanding her perspective and how it felt you know I think she's quite like a yeah I love the pressures she gets as well to conform to fall in love to have those relationships and I love the fact that ultimately she knows who she is Mm, yeah and she has a yeah and she has a sense of family as well which for me is super important personally you know my I think fam my family I'm very close to but we're also a family of until recently literally all women basically like obviously there were men involved I mean I (laughs) (laughs) but you just outnumber the men who are involved yeah we're not some biological miracle of it yeah no it's it's there are yeah this be a like, whole different podcast that we are exclusively a family of women <laughs> tell me everything <laughs> I just thought I'd come on here to tell you that um but yeah my whole life has been surrounded by very strong dominant women and it's been amazing and so I and I think especially as well like I love writing those characters and having those bonds and sisters and all of that complexity that comes with that you know it's like you love them but sometimes you really don't like them there's rivalry and and jealousy there's also fierce fierce I don't have sisters I have to have a brother um, and a male cousin um so I have never had that but my mum has a sister and she's you know growing up she's like you you hate them as much as you love them and no one else is allowed to hate them but you (laughs) yeah yeah I mean I adored my sister I have one sister I, like she was everything but she hated me she was like who is because I'm the youngest oh so no like, oh yeah I was really annoying which I can understand but you know and I think Joe just encapsulates so much greatness of a female character and the sisters are also different they're so yes you know, but they you know they have their place within the family and they all serve their purpose as it were but you know I think yeah. but yeah it'd be great to talk to Joe. I mean She's an icon. I think, I think she'd be quite. I imagine her and Dumbledore getting into like an intellectual conversation, like battle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I then Joyce, like, having some chats. These are going to be interesting. Yeah. Those. She, well, Joyce and me would just be going around with some chocolate brownies, like trying to calm everyone down. I feel like you know. You have me at brownies, so yeah. <laughs> 100%. What else do you need? Magic brownies. We're done. <laughs> Room of requirement. <laughs> ask and you shall receive there we go (laughs) exactly you only need to bake them they'll just appear okay you've got one more guest then so one more very intrigued yeah so this is maybe well so it's Jodie Pickle 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 okay yes 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 Yes. and again because I grew up on her stories and I think she was actually one of the first people that really captured me in terms of like wow there's so much angst on a page mm-hmm. and like you can actually talk about really difficult things and I just feel like her stories were so I mean obviously I was clearly a very emotional child <laughs> like that's my jam that's what I loved yeah so like I feel like she again similar to Nicholas Sparks is like where does that come from 
and and how brave do you have to be to tell those kind of stories because she tackles um, some really really tough themes in her books um and, and some of them aren't easy reading and yeah like you say it takes it takes someone really bold to write those stories and put them out there because you're always going to get people who don't agree with how things are portrayed yeah yeah that's, that's really interesting and also the research that goes into it because there was research for book one for me and there's, there are elements of research obviously you've got to make you know get that yeah. authenticity but tackling some of those pro like like those topics is like the depth of how she would have to honor the truth of those stories mm. and like the reality is like for me how do you combine that with fiction you know like how do you bring those two worlds together yeah because it's not purely just made up in your mind it's like okay we've got real people honor. are living these lives yeah yeah. yeah you know how much do you incorporate of you know perhaps research you've done into the story yeah that's it's really interesting isn't it I think all the, all the writers you've got have incorporated in some way quite hard themes and again how far do you take it when when yeah. when do you know what is acceptable to include yeah I think it's really interesting yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be the most lighthearted of dinner parties. I feel like it's going to be, maybe we'll all cry at the end. But I mean, I mean, again, I'm into that. Crying is cathartic. Oh. It's going to take a lot for me to cry. I tell you that for free. Um, I reckon this could get you, though, if we're all in that lineup. Yeah, it, it is. And I just, you know, she's a great, She, you know, she's just an incredible storyteller. And I just love her book so I think it would be like a little inspiration moment to meet her as well so that's yeah. why she's there yeah is there anybody you really don't want to show up at the room of requirement well there's some obvious things here <laughs> well, I don't want Lord Voldemort turning up personally he's you know no that's not a party when someone comes with you know dirty fingernails and toenails oh. that are there and no nose so those those fingernails I cannot. It's the toenails. I... It's the bit where he's walking in the graveyard. Oh, I know this yeah, I can see it. But they, you see his feet moving. And I don't like feet anyway. I don't need slow motion, bare, gnarly feet. Like, that's how you know someone's evil, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's a true sign of evil. You don't get a pedicure oh, on the reg. <laughs> oh, you need like a chainsaw on that. Um, so, yeah, obviously him. And also, this is an interesting one, only because we're still in Hogwarts, but. Professor Umbridge is a character who I detest with, I've never felt so much rage for a character on a page before. And so I would not want her anywhere near me because I just didn't know what I would do. She's but I so found- It's so vile. Like, and it's worse because she, uh, she portrays herself as so like squeaky clean, pink and fluffy. It's almost worse. Own who you are. Right, right. But, and for me, it's like, it was one of the first times I'd ever felt, obviously I'd felt, sadness and love and mm. you know inspiration from books but that absolute detest I don't think I've ever felt it again for anyone else in my life but this fictional character that I I hate makes my blood boil so I would not want her anywhere near no thank you get out get out of the way that's very fair I think um, that is very very fair thank you um who else wouldn't I want I don't think there's anyone I'm a very welcoming I mean, I felt like I'd be very open to to some most people. Obviously, there's people I definitely wouldn't want. But apart from that, no one that really gets just under your you skin. Know, like yeah, that. 
yeah 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 you don't you don't want that well I have to say I'm impressed by your evening I think the group that you've got are very fascinating and would gel pretty well the room of requirement is genius because you you know whatever you need is, is what it shall be um yeah I'm I'm here for it I think you've got good choices so thank you for sharing <laughs> thank you very much it was it really stressed me out I was like who and then I was like how's it gonna who you know there's just so many you know it's a tough it's a tough question it is and it's interesting the reasons people give and then when we kind of break it down as to how people would behave with each other you suddenly like oh yeah they'd get on really well if they met like this would be great and then you're like well actually those people would be awful together it's, it's yes. interesting for sure it's, it's also characters that I've read and I've been like yeah I love them but then I'm like but would I actually have anything to say to them you know what it's like mm. actually yes but and meeting you would maybe be like oh that's it there's nothing more to you know so yeah. it's, you've got to pick wise you've got to think of the whole you do you do it's like planning any good party you have to consider everything and the setting is important as well you nailed that one um for sure we've had some weird settings as well so (laughs) i can imagine i can imagine very odd places that maybe i wouldn't want to go to for a party but i am down for this party um and i think it'll be cozy and and maybe you know maybe we'll irish up some butterbeer by the end of the night and Oh, there's a karaoke machine. One click karaoke machine. Everyone's on it. Do you know what I mean? I imagine yeah. that. I can see I think that. It'd get wild, actually. I think, but it would hit like midnight, and it would be like after dark. <laughs> yeah, that's a it whole different a kind of podcast. Of yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. And uh, before I let you go and enjoy the rest of your yeah. evening, I have to ask if you're reading anything at the moment. Well, yes. Yes, quite such a difficult question to answer. I am. So when I'm writing, I tend not to read fiction. Right. Um, I think people have said that, actually. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just bring this into And then I'm like, no, that's not even my story. I've just rewritten this book that I'm reading. Well done, me. Um, so at the moment, I'm reading Viola Davis's autobiography. Oh, how is that? I mean, I'm not, I'm only a few chapters in, but her life has been, it's one of those very sobering reads wow. where you just realize again it, I didn't really know much about her apart from kind of her as an actress and what she's done but it's really quite inspirational okay. and yeah she had a hard upbringing um she but, came yeah. into, I feel like she came to acting a bit later as well I feel like maybe she was a bit older when she started kind of getting a lot of recognition yeah I mean she acted from a very young age as a way to like escape a lot of her trauma yeah. But I mean, I haven't got far enough to know when that break yeah. came. But yeah, again, just love reading about the depths of people and all this stuff that you don't know about them, yeah. you know. And then I'm also reading, I like to have kind of two things on the side. So I kind of got into a series about, it's written by a French author, but it's obviously not in French. Um, her name is Fred Vaga, and mm-hmm. she writes this detective series about this really quirky, quite frustrating detective main character like you don't really like him but you you end up being like yeah like he just the way he works and everything and I love him I love kind of a detective crime book so I've kind of got really into her series just as a way to not really think about things you know yeah 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 oh that's really cool I do like it when you've got a 
a thriller or a detective book and it's not a particularly likable main character but they get results yes and I think there's a lot of like quirky detective you know there's a lot of those characters but there's something about him and the way she writes which I haven't really read anything like it before. It's not very predictable. You know, sometimes you read the same yes, yeah. and you're just like, oh, well, I know what's going to happen now. Like it's very same, same sort of plot is, yeah. Yeah, oh, I like that. No, it's really good. I definitely recommend her series. The first one's called The Chalk Circle Man. Oh. Yes. I shall check that out. Thank you yes. very, very much for joining me and uh, for joining me on your novel evening. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.